And uh, here we go. There we go. We're doing that together. This is the opening music there of our Wild Crawl Radio. That's uh, Wade Ripka and the Eastern Blockheads. Wade, uh, we have a surprise for our listeners. The Blockheads play at Barbie's out in Brooklyn, and Becky and I, we went to Barbie's last week. Okay, Barbez. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. Barbez. I think that if you're going to talk it's about a, it's a place on our show, we should pronounce it correctly. Well, I'll tell you, I think the name is larger than the space. It's a very small space. <laughs> it's cozy. Yeah, it's very, it's, that's what you put cozy. Uh-huh. I'd, I'd say small. But it's hot and bouncing. There's no place to sit. And uh, we went there last week. We, we went there. We thought we were going to listen to the Blockheads, but yep. it turned out to be the Big Lazy. The Big Lazy. Not we, the, we made a mistake. Not the Eastern Blockheads. We were, we were a bit disappointed. But anyway, we are Bar Crawl Radio. We're on Radio 568, and we're now streaming on iTunes. And today we're broadcasting again from Gephards on 72nd Street, right down the road from Trader Joe's on Broadway. And we were here a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, and Matt Gebhard, the owner of this bar and his staff, they were so inviting, we thought we'd, well, why not, we'll, we'll come back. And so he let us. He let Believe us. Believe it or not, he, <laughs> he, he, let us, he let us come back. So here, here we are. Here we are. You've been hearing the dulcet tones of my partner mm. and wife, lovely Rebecca McKean. Hey. Hello. Hey. So another good show on Bar Carl Radio today at Gephardt's Beer Culture. I have to ask what that means. I have well, to well, ask. Well, Matt will Matt. be with us later. Yes. Yes. Right. And then who else are we going to be talking to? Well, we're good, as I say, we're going to talk to Wade Ripka. He's leader of the Eastern Blockheads. We'll also be asking about a new album that he's putting out under a different band title called Greek Judas that features a wild sound called Greek Rebetico, but yeah. it's wilder even because they make it even wilder. Uh, and we'll talk wild. about that, and we'll listen to some of their rockin' version of the Rebetico music. And, and, yes. this is very exciting, well, Popo the Clown is back. Uh-huh, I saw very, him. I hear he has a very important announcement. We saw him preparing backstage here him, at yes. Gephards. Yes. He's looking very, what, what would you call him, regal? He's looking very clown-like, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Isn't he a clown? Well, he is a clown, and he, he looks, but he looks more—he looks more than just like a clown. He's more regal. We'll, we'll we'll talk to him, and Ingrid Griffith will be with us a little bit later, uh, and talk about her one-woman show. She was nominated for the 2017 Odelco for the best solo performance. Wow! For a, um, a play that she wrote called Demer- Demerara Gold. Wow! And Great. we'll end up with a talking to Gebhard's owner Matt Gebhard and his manager Lindsay. We are sitting. In the front porch of Gephardt's on West 72nd Street. And if you are listening to the live raw broadcast on Radio568.com, knock on the window. Say hi. I'm knocking on the window. <laughs> yeah. So what are we, what are we, what are we drinking here? What are we drinking? Well, it's, yours is Founders Breakfast. Mm. Oh, so I'm having breakfast. Yes. This is, I like this for breakfast. That, you know, I'm sorry. I've been drinking, so I forgot already the name of it. Founders Breakfast uh, Stout. Stout. Well, Thank you. it's stout. stout. I'm feeling quite stout, right? I like the, the glass they put it in. It looks kind of wine glassish. Yeah, it does. It's not a beer. It's not a beer. Not stout. a beer stout. Right, right. Does it taste different when it's in that glass? I think it does. It does. It, I, it works. I think glasses are important. It works for that beer. It, it's important what you drink your, your liquor in, I feel. And I'm having Tito's and tonic with a little lime. 
and uh, we'll ask our guests what they're having when they come on. Yes, 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 we absolutely will. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm what sorry. Did you, what I'm did do you do this I'm week, doing honey? some engineering I things. I know, we yeah. have to get an right. engineer for you. I, I, I need an engineer because it's I like know. I can't talk Let's and like push buttons at the same time. You want to be an engineer I'm, on Bar Call Radio? Just give us a call. There you go. That's right. That's right. And you won't have to pay us much to be an engineer either. We charge very little. And you get to drink. <laughs> right. But you must be 21. <laughs> but you, you must be 21. So I was out at the uh, Light the Night tree lighting out at uh, Verde Square. That's so cool. On 72nd Street, which is right up right here. Yes. It's right up the street right here, here from, from Gephardt. It's run uh, by Broadway Mall Association. And those are the ones that light the trees along the Broadway Mall. Right. So between, what, the 60s up to the 160s. Somethings, yeah. Right. They light the trees. Right. And, um, and they put the artwork out there, too. Right. So I went and I talked with Director Robin Bellamy. Mm -hmm. And there were other officials there. Manhattan Parks Commissioner was there. Bill Castro. Assemblymember Danny O'Donnell was there. State Senator Jose Serrano. And... I, I did a quick interview with Helen Rosenthal. I love her. D District 7 council member. And she loves us. She had a really nice thing to say it's, about, we got about going. our work in Bar, Bar Crawl Radio. We're going to be talking more about that tree lighting at our next show on December 17th. We'll be at Pol Pet uh, 71. Uh, can I just say? Yeah, go ahead. Pol Pet Day. <laughs> I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm sorry. Okay, Barbies and Pole Pee Pate. Barbez. Pole Pee on it, please. Okay, that'll be on this December 17th. Everyone's invited out that Sunday afternoon. Come on out and see how we do it. Uh, there was a group of very nice children out there who were singing. I wanted to play a little bit of what they, of, uh, of, of what they were singing, and then we'll, we'll play more later. But here, here they are. This is the Reaching for the Arts Choir. Nice, isn't it? Uh huh. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, they were they were, they were very they're very cute, very sweet, and they were very much on tune. So that was great. And we got a promise from Helen. That's Helen Rosenthal, District Seven uh, Council Member. Six. That she'd no, District Seven. Is District it? Six. I don't know. We'll have to ask her. All right. I thought it was six. All right, maybe it is. She got. She promised she'd be drop by on December seventeenth. So if you want to meet Helen Rosenthal. Hopefully she'll be there at Polpet 71 in the afternoon. That's 71 West 71st. And, we'll and talk. come visit us and get a shout-out on the mic. There we go. There we go. So uh, we have an announcement to make that's really about only about us, but we're very excited. Very excited. And we are going, going go. to Iceland. Yes, we're going to Iceland <laughs> at the end of January. When for it's, my birthday. When it's freaking cold there. For my birthday. And it's for your birthday, right? For your for, for your forty second birthday. When it's when the when the flights are cheap. <laughs> that's right. That's why that's why we're doing it. And you know, um, maybe we won't. Of course, run what we're saving on flights, we're gonna have to spend on clothes. Well, but very but but we have to pack very light. But you know, Alan, maybe we won't run into a lot of tourists. Thank God. You know. Thank goodness. Hate tourists. Right, exactly, right. like us. We won't run into anybody like us. I don't look in the like mirror us. when I'm overseas. No. Because I look just like a exactly. tourist. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, 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 I'm not going to go near mirrors. So I, I thought I'd find a little bit about the country, and I did some research, uh, and I found out that the best Icelandic music group may be way to be interested in this. Icelandic These, music group. Yeah, it's called Of Monsters and Men. Have you heard Monsters and Men? No, okay. Well, I'm going to play a little bit of their album. This is from their album called My Head is an Animal. I, I think these Icelandic people are a little crazy. I and and this, this, could is, be. this piece is called, is called Dirty Paws. I think they're going to be fun. Thank you. 
Jumping up and down the floor My hat is an animal And once there was an animal It had a sun that mowed the lawn The sun was an okay guy They had a pet dragonfly The dragonfly ran away But it came back with the story says. So there you go, so that's that's Dirty Paws That's just the big beginning of it I like it, it. I yeah. like it But the w- lyrics are weird L- Weird Maybe Jumping. it's translated I'm, No, I, I did, I translated I have it right here Okay. Oh, maybe it's trendy. Yeah, it could be. Jumping up and down the floor. But they're singing it in English, so it's all working out. Jumping up and down the floor, my head is an animal. And once there was an animal, it had a son that mowed the lawn. Now, who... Do they have lawns in Iceland? I, I mean, it's, it's, it's like not? lava rock. I mean, there's no grass in Iceland. I've seen... Yeah, The son was an okay guy. They had a pet dragonfly. The dragonfly, it ran away. But it came back with a story to say. You're so critical. Well, there you go. So that's that's Dirty Paws by of Monsters and Men, the most famous Icelandic band that um, our good friend Wade Ripka has never M- heard of. It could be that they sing mostly <laughs> in Icelandic, and it's a different whole. You know, you never know. Okay, okay, okay. So I did some more research. Okay, I did some yeah. more research. Okay. And I found some Icelandic sayings, phrases okay, that right. are unique to Iceland. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay them on you. Bring here. it on. Okay. Bring it on. Go ahead. All right. On the butter. On the butter. <laughs> That means move your butt, as in well, no point in sitting on your butt. Get on with the butter. Think about it. If you're sitting on butter, it's going to move. There you right? go. So move your butt. Get on with the butter. Yeah. Right. All right. Here's another one. Here's another one. To lay your head in water, as in we need to make this program funny. Let's lay our heads in water and come up with a wet joke. Right. We should try it. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I have one more. I have one more. This is the best one. This is Icelandic, famous Icelandic uh, phrase. I took him to the bakery. I saw. I it. think we could do a lot with that. <laughs> I saw what that and meant. I took. It means I kicked his ass, <laughs> as in he made fun of my sister. Man, I'll take him to the bakery. <laughs> it doesn't work. I think, I think this one falls flat. <laughs> I'll take him to the bakery. <laughs> it's like what am I? I'm going to buy him a oh, croissant, oh, and we'll talk about it. Oh, I'm so mad at the I'm guy. so mad. I'm going to take him to the bakery. Oh. Uh, it loses in translation here, yeah, yeah. Maybe in Icelandic it works better. I oh, okay, know. all right. You know, and they got a lot of volcanoes there. I know. Right. In fact, you know where I want to go. I know. It's the only, like, this. when I saw this picture of this spa, I said, The Blue. I have to go there someday. And the name of it is? The Blue Lagoon. The Blue Lagoon. So it's blue right. because of some mineral that's in the water. I heard men, S- if Sivica, they dip too far silicates? in it. They end up with blue balls. <laughs> no, it's hot. It observed. Oh, it's hot. Okay. It's it's um, upwards to 102 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Yes, it's hot, and it's uh, um, it's a spill-off from there. They have a, um, a kind of sounds germ- sexy. What's it called? The germothermal. The um, yeah, the geothermal. Geothermal. Thank you. Geothermal. Right, you needed to do uh, your your homework. I did, but I can't say words sometimes. All right. Especially when I've been drinking Tito's and vodka. Right. So we're we're going we're going to the Blue Lagoon and then we're going to the Rift, to the. And listen, don't talk rift. to me about not being able to say words, Mr. Barbez. <laughs> Barbez. Barbez. Bar Barbez. Okay. Actually, it's a very green country. They uh, they have a lot of geothermals and so they don't use much gas there. And I I'm going to tell you when we land in Reykjavik, which, yes. is, which is the capital, what? you are going to be surprised about something. Guess what it's going to be. 
You're going to be really surprised. They don't have any Diet Coke. Well, I, that I don't know. All right, uh, all right. Ge- I'm going to give you a hint. Geothermal yes. is made up of a lot of certain gas. Oh, I know what the gas is. Yeah. Sulfur. <laughs> yeah, it's going to stink. <laughs> but really, the whole, like, like not everywhere, just by the Blue Lagoon, it's going to smell. No, they say the, they say the airport. They say the airport is it smells like farts. Oh, that's that's methane. Well, well, yeah. sulfur, methane, it doesn't smell yeah, good. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's the same. So I, I picked up some other interesting facts. Okay. Uh, besides the fact that it's the really airport. cold in Iceland, like zero degrees this time of year, quite windy, go down to minus ten centigrade. Yes. Snow, sleet, hail, rain, I, honey, all honey. at the same time. Honey, Alan. And then windy. Alan, that's what. That's this is vacation. Why don't we go to Florida? <laughs> That's why the, the plane tickets are so cheap. Yeah, okay. All yeah. right. I like the cheap. Anyway, the state yeah. bird, I looked it up. The state bird of Iceland, yeah. the frozen white cockatoo. <laughs> well, yeah, makes frozen. sense. The Poor state bird. flower Poor bird. is the ice tip rose. Ice tip rose. Okay, state food. They have a state food. It's the uh, ice cube. No way. That's it. That's not it. Cube. No, you're no. You're, um, I looked it uh, up. Wikipedia told me. And you know what? I bet you, if we go to a bar, they won't have ice because. Well, we'll see. They don't use ice. There's no ice in Iceland. Wait a I minute. Bet I bet you. <laughs> Mark my words. Okay. A lot of lava, though. Lots of lava. The state <laughs> saying. This is the state saying because okay. they came over that. I am fucking freezing my <laughs> cockatoo off. <laughs> That's not. You're end lying. Quote. You're such a liar. Quote. I'm fucking freezing my cockatoo off. End quote. I just want to say my husband is a liar. And there's a state song too. This is it. This is it. This is the actual title. This is the song. Forget about it. My teeth are chattering. Too much to sing. Yep. Yep. So and it, and then they have a state state tree. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. There are no trees. No trees. No trees there at all. There are right. trees. You are alive. Oh, really? You haven't looked at the I, I think I think we'll have to look. All right. Okay. You'll so, find out. So, we're so ha- you, yeah. you, you wanted to give me a lesson. Well, yeah, because I think we should learn some Icelandic phrases. So I, I, I got these recordings. Good morning. Golden Tayan. Golden Tayan. Gold my tie on. Yes. <laughs> tie my brick on. Okay, here's here, here's the next one. Good evening. Golda Kvalte. Golda Fleke. Golda fuck you. <laughs> you know what? If I say <laughs> okay. that to someone, I don't think they'll understand Who what I mean. Who has a hard time pronouncing words? Barbez. Good night. Golda note. Golda note. Golda note. I got that one. Got Golda that. note. Kind okay, of. okay, kind right. Of. Hello. 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 <laughs> hello. 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 No, you're not saying it hello. right. Hello. It's like I'm saying to someone, hello, and they'll say, what? <laughs> no, you don't say, say Hello. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what is what are you saying? I could be cursing, right? Hello. Alright, here's here's the last one. Hi. Hi. Okay, try it. Go ahead. Give it a try. So I, I say, dare you. Hi. And what I say to an Icelandic is hi. No, nope, you don't have it right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, you do it. I'm gonna move okay, on. Okay, okay. I let me do it. All right, go. Hi. Yeah, right. See? Okay, it's the same. Much thing. better. Hi. Hi. Yeah. I'm afraid I have to go now. Oh boy. Okay. I have to go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> Sounded just like that to me. Okay. All right, and okay. I think there was one more. Goodbye. Bless, bless. Bless, bless. There you go. Bless, bless. Bless, bless. Bless, bless. All right. Okay, okay. All, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right. All right, there we go. So we're heading for the land of the frozen north for our winter vacation. And so let's get on with the butter, as they say in Iceland. 
is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, let it snow. Let this it is Bar Crawl Radio. We are at Gephardt's on West 72nd Street. Wade Repka is with us today. Yay! And members of his band. Well, no, we, d- we don't have the members. We just uh, have Wade. Okay. Wade is the That's band. That's okay. He's he going to be playing band. all the instruments. <laughs> yeah. So he just released a new album with Greek Judas. And we will be talking with also with Ingrid Griffith's award-winning solo performance of Demerara. And we will be talking with the owner of Gephardt's, Matt Gephardt. We'll be right back with an important announcement from Popo, our local NYC clown. He is standing just behind us in the wings. Popo, stop it. Here at Gephardt's and seems quite excited, maybe a bit agitated. And so are we. We will be right back. At, at Bar Barbez. 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 Okay. Anyway, we're we're so happy and really quite fortunate we find to have Popo, the urban clown, back on Bar Crawl Radio. At his previous appearance, Popo exposed a curious side of his personality, and we we recorded it. And I just wanted to to, to play it for you. Ego, I must be happy. What's wrong with you, liberals? Always so positive, always trying to do the right thing, make the world a better place. Don't you people ever feel sad, dispirited? Don't you people ever get angry and have a thought, an idea that wells up and tells you to tweet? Must tweet! What do you want from us? Hath not a clown hands, organs, dimensions, senses, affections, passions, fed with the same food, hurt with the same weapon, subject to the same diseases, healed by the same means, warmed, cooled by the same winter and summer as anyone? If you prick a clown, do we not bleed? I'm happy. Happy! <laughs> okay, okay, but uh, that, that, that was Popo about three, four weeks ago. He, he, was, he was quite disturbed at the time, but Popo has returned to Bar Crow Radio and has uh, promised to behave. Just kidding, Popo, really. I, you're, you're a cool guy. And Popo, welcome back. Let me say you seem much calmer than the last time we talked, and um, you seem to have a new coat of grease paint there, quite bright, quite white. Uh, sorry, our podcast listeners can't experience your, your bright white appearance there. Well, that was rude. Uh, oh, I, Popo, come on. I, I don't want, let's not start. You I wasn't trying. Liberal press. Oh, God. Unbelievable. Oh, so predictable. So sad. Uh. Just be thankful I am here. Why can't you be more like Fox News? So inviting. So respectful of clowns. 
Yeah, uh, look, I, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful at all, really. Uh, look, let's move on, shall we? All right, okay, all right. Look, um, uh, Popo, um, you told our producers that you have a big announcement. Uh, yes, I do. <clears throat> I love this country, but it is in trouble. Big, big trouble. At one time, we were the greatest in the world, and now we are in really bad shape. Look around you. Bad, sad. It's time for real change. I, Popo, am running for president of this great, God-fearing, gun-rights, workers-rule country. It's time a real clown was in the White House. Oh, my God. Okay, that's my announcement. What are you going to do with that, Mr. CNN wannabe? Really, Popo? U.S. President? Yes, really. Next question. Well, you know, that explains the blonde comb over. You know, looks very presidential. Oh, is that an attempt at a joke? It is a style choice. Nothing more. Next question. Uh, I, I see you still have your, uh, your little horn there. Uh, get your dirty liberal hands off my horn. And it is not small. You want to talk small? Let's see your horn. I, I, yeah, I don't have a horn. Right, just as I thought. Next question. Oh, okay, all right, here we go. Presidential candidate Popo. Come on, you're a clown. Oh, hold on. You're a clown? What's wrong with clowns? That is a racist remark. Let's get one thing perfectly straight. My public loves me. They tell me it is time we had a real, honest clown as president. So, get over it. <sighs> Popo, okay. Um, Popo, what is your agenda? Uh, we're ready for that one. Mr. Liberal know-it-all fake news failing reporter. Popo wants the same things as our great leader, but more. So much more. <sighs> I am an Americanist who is American pissed, ready with my American fist to make all Americans first. We are calling for big, beautiful changes. So, so, so that's your campaign slogan? Yes. All Americans first. Yeah, I can read it. It's written there right on your forehead in small, tiny print. I'm an Americanist who is American pissed and ready with my American fist to make all Americans first. I am calling for big, beautiful changes for the workers in this failing country. Workers who have been cheated out of jobs by foreign-born Obama and bad, evil, oh-so-crooked Hillary, who, by the way, needs to be put in prison or expelled from this country yesterday. Oh, and one more thing. My forehead is not small. It's huge. Your forehead is small. Oh, oh next question, dummy. Oh, God. You, you realize that America First is Donald Trump's campaign slogan? Hey, dummy. All Americans First is not America First. Totally different. Get your facts straight. Listen and learn. Every American First. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? It's not logical. Every American cannot be first. Only one can be first. And that American is me. 
I will lead all Americans into a brighter future by taking Trumpism and running past the goal line, way past the goal line, right into the parking lot. It will be beautiful. I am quite excited. All right, wait, wait, hold, hold on with the horn there. For instance, what, what, are you, what are you going to do? What are you supporting? American pride and American purity. If you are not American, you are not welcome, not one illegal alien, even one illegal alien, is like a drop of piss in the milk. It ruins the whole gallon. First, get rid of those nasty illegals, just as our great leader wants. That is a big, beautiful first step. But it is only the beginning. The wall. What a fantastic idea, right? But why stop with just a wall? I say we build a wall mall, a great megastore filled with made-in-America products all along the entire U.S.-Mexican border and have Walmart pay for it. What a beautiful idea. Mexicans shop on their side and Americans on our side. American exceptionalism and capitalism. Tortillas on one side, white bread on the other. This will be good for the economy. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> but we need to go further, much further. We need to eliminate all alien elements. North Koreans, Iranians, French people, French poodles and French fries, German shepherds, Swedish meatballs, biscottis, I mean... Come on, what's wrong with good old American biscuits? I love American biscuits and brown gravy and good old American red meat. Oh, and one more, cocker spaniels. I mean, that just sounds dirty. <laughs> Popo, what about you? You weren't born in the United States, you're British. Irrelevant. It is time we had a real clown, an honest clown in the White House, not a pretender. Vote for Popo. The Americanist, the only candidate who wants all Americans first. No more questions for you. Okay, there you have it. Only on Bar Crawl Radio, presidential candidate Popo has left the bar. My oh, my oh, my oh, my oh, my oh. Becky, what's... Uh, that what was you? some announcement. Yeah. Do you think Popo's serious about the French fries? Uh... <laughs> I'm really I, worried. I, I think I think he was serious about the whole thing. I mean, this is one self-important clown. But you know, I'm I'm telling you that I think he he has me thinking. You know, he may have a point about Americans first. I'm thinking now. Take Obamacare, for instance. Why should a healthy person pay for something he doesn't use? President T might be right about that. So so I was thinking a little further as he was talking. We live on the Upper West Side, right? Yeah. Crime-free neighborhood. I never see a policeman on our block. Never. Why do we need them? Why am I paying for something that I get absolutely no benefits from, okay? Now, there are places in this city that's rife with crime. They need the police. Let them pay for it. I mean, it's not fair. And another thing, when was the last time we had a need for the Marines? The West Upper West Side does not need the Marines or the Army engineers or the Forest Service. I mean, there's no forest fires on 92nd Street. There's no forest on West End Avenue. Don't want to pay for any of that stuff. Popo, I think, is right on. All Americans first. The Upper West Side is full of Americans who should be first. And we can start by lowering my taxes first. And that 
is the Bar Crawl Radio editorial. I, I think you've been drinking the Popo Kool-Aid, honey. Huh. You, you, I don't know you anymore. I think maybe you should just back down, back off, back off of the Popo stuff. Oh, maybe. All right. Wait, you know, yeah, go on, go on, you know go on. What? I'm, I'm, I'm really shook here. Okay, how about if you just calm down and I introduce our next guest? Please. Wade Ripka is the leader and inspiration for two very unusual bands with very distinctive sounds. We have been wanting to have Wade on the Bar Crawl Radio mics because we use his Eastern Blockheads music from Barbez for our intros and transitions. You heard it. And we love it. Eastern Blockheads has been playing in Brooklyn at Barbez for several years. This is a very cozy venue, and when the Blockheads band plays, the room is overflowing with fans. Some of them know the lyrics to the songs and sing along. He also heads up another band, Greek Judas, a very different sound that is a synthesis of Greek rebetica and some heavy rock. But we'll ask him about that. How <laughs> long have you performed at Barbez, Wade? Probably since uh, I moved back here 2010, 2011. How do you find your band members? Well, I find most of my musicians in Barbez. Ah. It's it's um, it's uh, really commu- they're, they're they're drinking there at Barbez or they're performing. <laughs> they're there? performing. Usually, probably. usually I hear them performing, and I say, "Do you want to be in the band?" And you steal them. I steal them. Yeah. All I right. mean, it's it's uh, Barbez is a community of of absolutely fantastic musicians. I always say, "I'm the worst musician in the band." Oh, you're terrific. I love your riffs. Just, just imagine what the rest of them are. Yeah, like. okay. They're so much better than me. <clears throat> you know, I thought maybe we could play a little bit of the of the bop bop. We call it the bop bop song. Sure, sure. All right, here, here we go. It's actually called my neighbor. My neighbor. Yes. <laughs> It's, it, it's like you can't, uh, we can't not move. I mean, we, we, I play, we play at the beginning I, of all our shows, and, uh, we and, and we just love it. And we thank you so much for letting us, for letting us use it. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, Eastern Blockheads, the kind of music it is. It's Soviet pop. It's really late, uh, late 60s, 60s pop. Um, apparently, there was a flowering of, you know, like letting people do what they felt like doing under Khrushchev. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and um, a warming up of the Soviet Union. And this song that you're playing here is 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 really famous in in in, in for, for all Russians even today. Even today. However, a, a friend of mine told me the first time he came to one of the shows, he's he he's from there and he said, "My god, I haven't heard that song in 30 years." Hmm. But it was one of it was on an album of one of six albums we were allowed to have back then. Wow. Wow. So and he said do you remember what, what was the band? The, the name of the the the, the original the band. original yeah. band was was called Ensemble Druzhba, which means friendship. Okay, oh. friendship ensemble, and it, and it was it was fronted by a, a woman named Edita Pieka, and um, the the way I found this music was literally I found an album in in a public library. And you just fell in love with it when yeah. you heard it. Yeah, I, I recorded it. I used to walk around singing up my own, singing my own lyrics to all these songs. 
And then how? And then you you created sides for it. Or you created uh, what do you call it? The music to, to give to your band, or you just had them listen to it and no, reproduce no, it. No, no, no. I write out everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Um, the, the 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 band that was playing this and your Eastern Blockheads um, has a lot of members in it, and there's a lot of sound that you bring to it. Yeah. Can Can you go over the 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 different types of instruments that you have in this? And and then Eastern and then Barbez is very small, and you fill it up <laughs> with people. You can't move when you're in there. Um, there's no sitting. Everyone's standing and just bopping around. So, and then you fill up about half the room with, with your band. Yes. So who, who, who's, who's in your band and what do they play? Okay. If I can recall. All right. <coughs> Sylvia Kalo Wieka. Okay. Is, yeah. our, is our current singer. I'm glad you said that last name. Singer. <laughs> um, she's, she's actually Polish, but Edita Pieka was actually Polish. So. Oh. So there's a correlation. That works. Right now, our pianist and and uh, keyboard organ player is Brittany Andrew. Sometimes you have both playing at the same time, a keyboard yes, and a piano. Yes, sometimes Jordan Shapiro comes and plays um, um, organ with, with mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking around. You have a tuba. No? No, no. I what tried once. You tried it once? <laughs> maybe I was there. And that no, night? No, no. I, I tried, think Quince was playing it or something. Oh, okay, that's no, that's a, that's a tiny, tiny, tiny little horn called a bombardino. Bombardino? Well, yeah, a little peck horn. Okay. Moving and that's around. Quince Markham, who is another singer, and, I, right. and, and he's been with you for a long time. Yes, he's in the other, he fronts, he, he's, he's the lead vocalist in, the, in Greek Judas. And we're going to get to Greek Judas. And, but if I recall, I remember he was marching around or walking around with this horn at one well, point. Well, we, right? make, we make them do that, just like a kind of New Orleans thing. That's what we do with Bob yeah. Bob, which we call my neighbor. Which, right, which we call Bob Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so then, then, oh boy, Vinny Sparaza is now playing drums. Often Philip Mayer. Great, it's really great. It's so it gets into your blood. This his, his, his beat. Yeah, it's so wonderful. Yeah, go on. Nick Cudahy is bass. Is on bass. Then I have Isaac Mills who plays pretty much everything from Glockenspiel, background vocals, saxophone. You name it. He he. You know, I ask him to play it. He does it. I love any band with a Glockenspiel. Of course. You can't lose. Um, <laughs> also a little acoustic guitar. Then there's Quince Markham, who all, who's like... And then the acoustic guitar is Wade Ripka. No, no, I'm the electric guitar. Electric guitar, okay. Then, then there's um, Quince Markham, who, who, who sings the, the, the male songs, the, the male right. leads. Right, and, and currently we have two guys from Slavic Soul Party playing horns, John Carlson on trumpet and Tim Vaughn on trombone. I think that's it. It's, I mean, just... That's packed. It, it, yeah. it is a packed band with a huge sound in a, in a small room with um, wrapped fans. Um, I see similar, same people there, because we've come maybe three, four times. Yeah. And uh, you've, got, you've got a fan base. Yeah, the last time the whole audience was singing along with us. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Are, are, they, are they Russian? Or are Some they... of them are, but a lot of these, these, these tunes have choruses, lyrics that are just... La da 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 da. Yeah. No lyrics. Yeah. So right, everybody right. just mm -hmm. joins in. And yeah. Right, right. With, ba, a, ba, with ba, a story. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. With, with, with stories. We, we wanted to talk more about Eastern Blockheads. I can go on and on. And, and thank you for, again for letting us use your music. Sure. But you have another band called Greek Judas. Right. And uh, I think there's some very exciting things happening with Greek Judas now. Coming out with a new album. Right. Or you just came out with it. I got it. 
uh, online. Cool. Uh, you can just look up Greek Judas and make a contribution and basically get, what, six, seven songs? It's now up to nine. I'm, I'm negotiating the rights. We, right. we did 13 tunes. But well, I'm, I'm I paid 10, so maybe I should have paid a little more. Yeah. <laughs> you can pay what you like. I think there's a minimum. Yeah, okay. But it's right. on Bandcamp. Band, Bandcamp. Right, right now, yeah. And we're going to play We're going to play some of it. Tell us a little bit about Greek Judas. I, you were on WFMU just recently. Yeah. I assume you were, you were talking to them about it. So what, where, where did Greek Judas start? I think the first thing we heard you do was Greek music. Right. Maybe four years ago. Yep. Yeah. You know. Well, um, it's a long story. We'll make it short. Okay. <laughs> I actually had the, the pleasure to, to be in Greece um, in 2010, and I heard Rebetica, which is a music that is very Turkish-influenced. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 uh, it's, um, it's brought back by refugees from Turkey from the war of 1917, basically. And, and so they brought uh, this kind of music, which is the music of disenfranchised people. They... they were were hooligans they were thrown in jail because they came from a, a hash an opium-based culture into a, an alcohol-based culture where it was Ill illegal so so you know they they had their issues and they they brought the, this music with that with them and and literally the music that greek judas plays is from the 20s and 30s from this era okay and and i at one point you'll you'll play a song that I heard and I said, I've got to make this electric. Okay, we're going to play that now by Giovanni Saus. Is that the one you're talking about? Could be. Okay. <laughs> uh, this, I, I, I mean, I went on Spotify and found Rebetica, and uh -huh. this was old-style Rebetica. So let's, let's play it. And, and okay. is, this, is this the kind of thing that inspired you or did I find the wrong thing? Okay, wait, wait, is, wait is shaking his head no. So may, maybe what we can do is to tell me what music what did inspire you. I'll, 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 I'll put it in there. Because that reminds me of Zorba the Greek. Yeah, but this was pre. This is pre any of that stuff. It's pre-bazooki. Huh? All of it was done on guitars. Violin, accordion. All, uh, the only percussion in, in Rebetica is somebody clinking glasses at a bar. Right, okay. Mm. Wow. So, and, so. and you have some, we're going to play a, a couple of pieces uh, of yours, at least pieces of your pieces, uh, and you can hear the clinking. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it kind of starts off with a clinking, but I guess it's done by the drummer. Well, depend d depends on what you're playing. Okay. But the, the original stuff, that's all it has. It's it's. Uh, all right, we're, we're talking about it for now. Let's let's play a little bit. Sure. Uh, I'm going to play "Why I Smoke Cocaine." That's it. Um, you you recommended it. You said you had a little story about that about how that was an inspirational song for that your this, group this really it was a song we did with the acoustic band really just said i've got to make an electric version of this i did i found a band to play play the tunes this way and just that's where i started okay so i'm going to play a little bit of it right now and uh so this is why i smoke cocaine by greek judas Oh 
right, that's, that's pretty amazing stuff. And that was uh, Greek Judas, why I smoke cocaine. What, what's, I have what's, a question. Yeah, go ahead. What, what, are the words, what do the words mean? <laughs> this is a song sung by a woman. One, oh. of, one of the most famous women in Rebetica, um, Rosa Eskenazi. And it's a song about, I used to be the most beautiful woman in Athens. Everybody turned their head when I walked by. People would buy me drinks, wink at me all the time. And then I met a guy, and he ruined my life, and that's why I smoke cocaine. Okay. That's why I smoke cocaine. But so how does it work with a man singing it? Does he sing the same thing? Yeah. Why not, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Men I fall mean, in love, too. Yeah. <clears throat> we do yeah. the same we do the same things. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So your your other titles are Young Hash Smokers. Yeah. I'm a junkie with and without you. Uh, why I smoke cocaine? And then Kokinia. I guess that means cocaine. No, no, that's a that's a a, a rough neighborhood in Athens. Kokinia, 1955. Is yeah. that it? Yeah. Well, just oh, yeah, I got that. I'll become a monk, Roma girl, and then Syndrophias, species, species. Yes, that's uh, bridesmaids. Wow. Wow. Oh. That's a that's a tra traditional um, um, kind of brass band tune that we do. Is this is amazing music? Um, yes, and it is. It, it is absolutely amazing. It's a sound that I don't hear. Did, does is FWFMU playing it? Are they are they? Um, well, hopefully they're playing it now that it's it's released. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. I mean that's that, that's just been since the beginning of the month. Right. So yeah. Do you, are, are, do you have hopes that Greek Judas is going to go major? I mean, I know you, probably every band we leader does. We all have hopes, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's stopping yeah. it? I mean, is there just too much music out there? Maybe it's just new. Well, yeah. No, I mean, but you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, you know, and we have a kind of a cult following. You know, we have, we have people that... But you don't make money with a cult following. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we should be playing stadiums and... You absolutely, this, this sound is Speaking of which, we're yeah. playing Golden Fest this year. All right, tell, tell us more about that. Golden Fest is the biggest Balkan um, music festival Congratulations. In, in, uh, in New York. It, 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 it spans two days, typically 3,000 people there. Nice, where? So it's in Prospect Hall, which is in Pro uh, Park Slope. Um, uh, the, the weekend of... Um, Martin Luther King weekend. Oh, wait, January, that's January. January 13th, January 12th and 13th. So next, into this next January? Yes. Yeah. coming up. A month, yeah. Okay. For a month, yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... Um, By the way, yeah, go having, on, go on. having yeah. me follow a clown who's running for president, <laughs> no fair. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, put you, we'll put you in front of Popo next time. <laughs> next time, yeah. Next time, and you're, you're Absolutely no you're certainly invited you don't to follow come back. those kinds of acts. <laughs> Well, we're going to be at uh, Pole Pet 71 on December 17th, and Popo's, uh, um, he said he's going to be there. His name is Arnie Spansky. He's his campaign he's, he's manager. He's a campaign manager. So yeah. we can put you before him. <laughs> because he's, Next he's a, time, please. He's Anytime, a, you bet. You come back, we'll put you in front, and we'll put you before Popo. He's, I he, promise. I mean, you've got to end, end with him. <laughs> he's, a, he's a real act. You know, we didn't talk about your pension for lawn bowling. Um, and I, I, I don't I don't think we're going to go there because I don't think anyone would understand what the fuck we're talking about. Lawn bowling, yeah. yeah. Kind of like most of my projects. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it fits. Maybe there's a... There, it there's, there's it a does in there. a weird way. When are you going to be at Barbez next? Barbies, Barbez. 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 Now you've got me all... Barbez. Barbez. Stumped. 
The blind, the Popopet. Oh yeah, Popo will be at Popopet. <laughs> Popopet. Yeah, we just got a note from uh, Pope, uh, his uh, his manager. Yeah, so you'll be at Barbez next. It's not a manager, is it? it for a presidential candidate. What, what is what's it? That called? Campaign manager. Campaign manager. Oh okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ernie Spansky. Okay. Yeah, very famous. He plays all the cafeterias. And the, and the bowling and, and the bowling alleys too. Jello upon request. And he'll he'll tell you all about that. So do you do, do are, are you going to be at Barbez anytime soon or? The Blockheads are there the twelfth of January. Yeah. Um, Rick Judas is playing Hank's Saloon December fourteenth. Is that in Brooklyn also? Yep. Um, that's next Thursday, and then we're playing January thirteenth for Golden Fest. Okay. Nice. Wade, we got you. <laughs> I can't and tell you how many you. times we your name has come up every show. This is our seventh, eighth show. Really? Except yes. for the ones in Ireland. Yes, I'm your telling you. Your name has come up every time. They know me and, in Ireland. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then, then that, right. that's great. Well, thank we're, you. Thank you. We're you. being th fans. Thank you. And, oh, and, and absolutely we are. We are. Okay, thank you very much. That was Wade Ripka uh, and his uh, Eastern Blockheads. And we were just listening to a piece called Young Hash Smokers, which it comes from his band Greek Judas. Uh, they just came out with an album called Greek Judas. There's a lot more we can say about it. We just contracted with Wade to have a full show with him and his band members to uh, talk about more about his music and play more cuts from his album, Greek uh, Judas. This is Bar Crawl Radio. We are broadcasting from Gebhard's Bar on West 72nd Street, just west of the Apple Bank. Stick by me. I'll stick by okay, okay. It's my pleasure to introduce a lady I have known for many years, Ingrid Griffith. She's a professor at John Jay College, and she is here tonight at Gephardt's to talk about her one-woman show, Demerara Gold. She wrote it and is the solo performer. 
and she plays dozens of parts. I saw an excerpt of Demerara Gold several years ago at, at John Jay, and we've been wanting to talk to Ingrid for a long time about her award-winning show. She'll be performing Demerara Gold at the Bernie Wall Center, 647 Columbus Avenue, tomorrow, Friday at 7.30 p.m. Um, if you're listening, you can go. If it's listening to the podcast, it's, it's already done. It's gone, but maybe you'll catch Ingrid do Demerara Gold at some other time. So, Ingrid Griffith, welcome to Bar Crawl Radio. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's really, it's really great to, to, to have you. Um, you've been performing this uh, Demerara Gold for a while. Yeah, it's been three years. So do you know your lines now? I do. I better. <laughs> if not, I have do, new lines. <laughs> yeah, it just occurred to me. Do you, do you, yeah, so you, do you ever go cold and like you have to make something up? Yeah. Because I imagine there are times when it's like, you're, it's like you've done this so many times and it's like you start thinking about dinner. and. Well, not quite. Oh, but okay. there are times I'm like, okay, I got like really into this scene. Now, where am I? Uh-huh. Where am I going? What's next? It's like, wow. ah, ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so and I'm so, like, I'd like to know, what is the story? Well, it's about uh, a seven-year-old girl who is left behind in Guyana because her parents get visas for the U.S. And uh, there are only two visas for the mom and dad. So they must leave the the seven-year-old and her older sister... Uh, nine-year-old Dawn behind with their um, with our grandmothers. Okay, I was going to say with who? Yeah, well, it's 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 a story that's pretty much how it usually is. You know, you don't get visas for everybody, and um, the parents find you know you usually stay with the grandparents or an aunt or or an uncle or an aunt and an uncle but until the parents kind of like get settled in America. Did you feel like you were being deserted? Yes. Well, oh, that's wow. how the story begins. That's the story. I thought I was going to with them because uh, I was hearing it. It was in the air. You know, it's right. coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh. So and how old I'm you like were then? How old were you? Seven. 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 seven she said. Yes. So um, they, they, they had to break the news that um, I, I'm not going right now, but um, I'll be going soon. They're going to get the visa soon. Right. I, I mean, I came, a seven-year-old would like get so like ebullient, excited, and I was. And then and then you got the news and. <laughs> And I'm sure th- this is part of the play. I mean, I remember and you did that. Dude, what, what was, how do you describe that feeling when you heard, well, I'm not g- Total, going? Well, I was, I was starting to cry like Matt. Like, I'll just, ah, you're not going. You're not going. Oh and you're God. not going. Oh, if my you, goodness. You're not go- if I can't go, you can't go. You know, the whole thing. Like, wow. serious, like, no, 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 it's not going to happen. And you had no idea. You didn't understand what's a visa. And well, I didn't, and I didn't understand. Even when th- my mom was trying to t- explain, and my dad, because they were both trying to explain, it's 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 temporary. Yeah. You, we, you everything is going to be the same. But when we come back, and we're coming back soon, we'll all be together again because we'll. And but that's not how it worked out. It's not how it worked out. Hmm. Yeah. And of course, soon I thought soon might be I don't know next month. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything a is child's forever. time is. Yeah, it's forever. For a child, everything is forever. It's, uh, this is always going to be... And then it turned out to kind of be that way, it, it, in a way. It was six years later. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So the story is also about in Guyana waiting for the visas with among my two grandmothers and what's that like growing up with them in their two worlds because, you know, they're not like my parents. Um, one is, was an ex-school teacher. She no longer uh, teaches and she's, she doesn't leave her house anymore. And she's pretty, like, super, super, like, strict. And the other grandmother, my mom's mother, she is a very religious woman. She goes to church every Saturday. She's a Seventh-day Adventist. So now we're between those two worlds and trying to 
but I wasn't trying <laughs> trying to be anything. I was just myself, which was kind of you know a little out of control, a little. What, you know. You know. what, 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 how did your, your, your attitude towards your parents must have changed during that period? It did. Um, we were first uh, seriously dejected, then feeling, so then things started coming from America, like um, barrels with material things, like you oh. know, a, 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 a camera or a new book bag. Oh, you got gifts. So we got things and things that no one else in our community had in wow. our neighborhood or in my school had so people kids were like oh you're so lucky you're getting things from america were they jealous they were jealous but and they were in awe actually like your parents are in america how oh but that's so that twisted is. because you're missing your parents and you're just getting things exactly and and supposed to be ha 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 because people are re reacting like oh that's amazing that's so great and i'm like but i miss my parents i'd rather have my mom but i don't say that out loud right i'm just right. trying to be like okay yeah. with what i'm hearing so th there are these mixed messages i am totally confused i'm totally sad but i'm supposed to be happy it's a very sad uh, story and it was like this crazy crazy um you just mix of how should I feel and right. then after a while I just decided I am not happy and then it was like okay I should cross them off because it's taking more than a year it's taking more than two years cross them off well the I was parents. saying well, they might as well be not in, I might not know my parents they might be dead I mean in the sense that it's so easier much easier to say they're gone than they're they're somewhere and they say they're coming back but they haven't been back yet yeah. right as it seems a, very as sensible for it for a child to come to that conclusion well yes. or was it an emotional thing that just came i think it was just an emotional thing that came i think it was just a block yes. like i don't want to talk about so going to america you, you killed them yeah 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 in your head i can it, yeah. i can understand and that. then i became totally rebellious Mm -hmm. You know, as so your grandmothers must have loved that. Oh yeah, so the the the, the, s the scenes in the show, <laughs> oh, yeah, are about my grandmothers trying to figure out what to yeah. do, That's and they're great. not giving up, and I'm not giving up. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. How yes. many characters do you play in this show? I play 18 characters. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I play everybody. Uh, my wow. My my siblings. I play my mom and dad. My grandmothers. I play the friends in the streets in Guyana. Then when I come to America, I play my school friends. Eight, yeah. Wow. And there's yeah. not there's not much um, state. I mean, there's not many props and set pieces. It's it's very very minimal. It's just me and a chair, and the chair is usually it becomes everything. It's a it's a bunk bed. It's uh, that's the best theater. That's what theater is about. Yeah, Alan loves that. Minimal. He loves yeah. yeah anything anything could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it becomes a car. It becomes a movie theater. Yeah, it, it becomes the living room. Um, the the uh, living room couch. I mean, it's it's. It's everything, yeah. and um, yeah, it's wonderful because I can take it everywhere. It, it's a show that's so portable, and um, it's you don't even easier. take a chair because there's a chair. Do you always it's use the same chair? I try to. I uh, actually like my chair. I bring my chair. It's a wooden chair, right? <laughs> it's a wooden chair. Yeah, like it's a like cane. a Windsor chair, uh -huh. and it does ha doesn't have any arms right. because I do a lot of moving around. Right, and yeah. then you move the chair and all. Yeah. Right. What's the most difficult character to play? Mm. Or you know what? I have a better question. What's the most difficult transition? Mm. Because I know, I know as an actor, I mean, yeah. transitions are hard when you're playing yeah. one character. I think it's when uh, there's a fight because, you know, things get a little, um, a little dark in my, in my story. Yes. And there's some domestic abuse. And there's a scene where my mom and dad are fighting. And then I have to switch to something like happy. 
it's a totally different scene. It's huh. not with the same character. It's with a oh, different character. Wow. Wow. And that's when I go up sometimes. Interesting, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Because yeah. your, your whole you know, emo emotion is going in one direction. And, and then you got to turn it off and turn something else on. Exactly. You know? I think it's interesting, too, that you, you were 13 then when you came to America. And that is an extremely difficult time. That was part of the story, wasn't it? That is part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. now I have, I don't fit in. And you know, teenagers, that whole teenage yes. thing about cliques yes. and, and wanting to. How scary. Oh, it was super scary. It was super scary. For someone who wants to fit in at that age, you want to fit in more than anything else in the world to go to a com another country where you have no idea what the norm is, just. I st stuck out like a, a like a sore thumb, you know. Everything about me was funny to them. The way I spoke, the way I dressed, wow. my hair. <laughs> wow. I mean, it was just not. It's not the culture. And um, I was like, I would run home and said, "Mom, they're 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 up. They're like laughing at my sneakers, and they're calling them rejects." Mm. And yeah. she's like, "Well, are they hurting in your feet?" And I said, "No." She said, "Are they?" Are they old? I said, no. She said, well, then don't bother with them. And I'm like, don't bother with them. I'm never going to make friends at this rate. <laughs> she could, you know, she yeah, didn't get she, it. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. You've right. done this a lot. I How have. many performances would you say? Uh, 75. 75 oh, performances. Wow. Does it ever get tired? Does you ever no, get tired of it? Never. You don't seem tired at all telling the story <laughs> now. I'm not tired. <laughs> no, no. And I mean, it, it's, it seems very fresh in your mind. And, and, and you're, you're wanting to share it. And is there anything that you have to do to keep it fresh? I mean, do you ever kind of come in and say, I'm not ready tonight? No. You're always ready. I'm to always do it. ready. Because this is your story and you want to tell it. It's a story and it's the message is so, um, it's a message that's so timely. Let's talk about that. Because yeah. I, I, I wanted to, to get into the fact that this, this work seems to relate and I'm not sure, I mean, I could, I want to hear from you. How does it relate to what's going on now with the Dreamers, with DACA, with the Trump? with aliens being kicked out. Um, what is the rele uh, relevance of your play in this time? Well, it, it's very interesting because I, all my relatives are either in America or in the UK or in Canada. So we're all immigrants and we've all been planning this. Uh, that's, as, a, as a kid, I grew up hearing about moving and going, going somewhere for a better life all my life it was always in the air so it's very interesting to see or hear now how that's like the thing that you don't do we, you know immigrants we are not allowed we shouldn't bring anyone else in the country because of for what they do or who they are and i'm saying my people my parents me we've all sort of done the work in terms of we're americans in the sense that we we had opportunities that we were looking for, and that's why we came. We got an education. We took whatever jobs. My parents took whatever jobs they could get. They had two jobs each. They had a home on Long Island. They did. They were after the American dream, but they they contributed to the America, Americans, America's fabric. And to hear now that immigrants are like, you know, we should definitely they should be getting out. And the other thing is. My story, based on my story, I was living the shadows of America at, for about two years before I became a citizen because the visas did not show up. So my parents had to find a way to get us here before we sort of crashed because they were hearing all these things that we were getting older and my grandmothers couldn't t you know, take care of us as much. And you know, it's been, it had been a long time since we've been apart. So they really wanted us to be together as a family and they found ways to get us here. And it was not 
legal. We weren't scamming anyone. We weren't killing anyone. Right, we right. were not raping anybody. No raping. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and we just <laughs> did everything the way we expected to. We had to have decent lives, and we're now contributing. You know, so, you know, I, I teach at John Jay, and yes. I do all. So it's it's interesting when you hear that. It's so it's so it's, it's beyond disheartening. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's it's like abominable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it is. I, it's hard to describe what it is. We we do this popo thing. But it's a way for me to kind of like get it Vent. off my, yeah. you know, it's like it seems so abominable. It, it is. I it mean, is. I mean, you can come up with all kinds of words. It's unbelievable. It's nightmarish. And in point of fact, in reality, immigrants are the hardest working people in America. I can attest to that. I, I totally believe it. I've seen it and I've, I've read about it. And it's. And guess what? Aren't we all immigrants on uh, exactly. second? Exactly. Exactly. Third generation, That's right. first yes. generation. Yes. That's right. I mean, who are you, so who are they? Ta- yeah, who, who are they or the, the how, administration what, what right talking do they have to about? Say they, they own this country. <laughs> you know what though? <laughs> the, it's as old exactly. as this country is. This exactly. this this feeling is as old as we are as this country is. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it goes it's back and it's I I, it's I disagree with it. It's heinous I'm, and we are we are a country of immigrants. Yeah. I want to thank you so much. And that's so the much. cool thing. Yeah, I want to thank you so much, Ingrid Griffith, for joining us today. Uh, it's great talking with you. I'm sure we're going to talk more. I'd love but to. But we, we, do, we do an hour show, and yes. so we try to keep on. We wish you good luck with the show, Demerara Gold. It's going to be playing tomorrow. You've got a performance tomorrow at the Bernie Wall Center, 647 Columbus Avenue. And uh, good luck with that. Congratulations. Thank and you so much. I'll see you on campus. Absolutely. Looking forward. Very Happy good. holidays. Thank you. You too. Bye. I love you, darling. And that's no lie. Oh, oh, stick by me. I'll stick by and we were just talking with Ingrid Griffith, uh, who is going to be performing uh, Demerara Gold at the Bernie Wall Center up on the Upper West Side. We are sitting in the front porch of Gephard's Bar. This is Bar Crawl Radio. I'm with my lovely partner and wife, Rebecca McKean. Yes, you are. And right across from me is the owner of the establishment, Matt Gephard. Good evening. With an upstate something on his hat. Upstate Brewing Company. Okay, Upstate Brewing Company. I don't know if you're connected with that. But we wanted to talk to you a bit uh, about Gephards and, uh, you know, how this got started, how long you've been here. And Becky has a question. I have a question. What is beer culture? Well, I think it's the all-inclusive aspect of beer. All of the the ideas that you could conjure up about beer and socializing and what it... Uh, the benefits it has in society. Uh-huh. And, uh, right, tell, tell me a benefit of beer. Well, I think the first the first part is look at us right now, mm-hmm. enjoying each other's company and uh, having some deep discussions. Here yeah. we focus on beer for that. So I think that's you know that's the number one for us is is uh, the, the social aspect, the discussions that that come out of. Uh, um, Tasting a beer, sharing your ideas about the beer. So really. first you talk about the beer, and then you start talking about politics, and oh, usually you talk about it anything. Yeah, it goes yeah, yeah. from and one then, thing to another. But then it another. goes right back into the beer again. Yes, because yes. you eventually need to order another one. Yeah, eventually. And, and, and we started Bar Crawl Radio at a bar because we said, "What a great place to have conversations." Conversations. You know, yes. at the bar, we could do it in a studio, but to do it at the bar, it's different. I agree. You Different know, is true. It's true. It uh, is. Yeah, yeah. It is. So when did you start 
this bar? I mean, what, what, what was the impetus? How did you get started here? Were you, were you here first, or did you have another business someplace else? This is actually the second. Um, mm -hmm. The first beer culture opened in 2013 in Hell's Kitchen, 45th Street, between 8th and 9th. Uh -huh. And that was my first. Is it still there? It's still there. Okay. Oh, nice. It's still there. You and it's still sometime. yours? It's still mine. Well, maybe we could broadcast from there. We should. All right. We should. Maybe next time. That'd be fun. Okay. Absolutely. Is it kind of like this ambiance? Uh, very similar, although the layout is very different, of course. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, we love it here because we got this big, we have this Th room. This, yeah, this is special. This is this, special. <laughs> so, you know, maybe a field trip one week. We, you know, we'll uh, there you broadcast go. from there. We could do that. It's quite a bit smaller. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, cozy. It's I like cozy. cozy. It's definitely cozy. You'll notice uh, a very similar uh, feel uh -huh. when you walk in the brick and the and the wood bar, and uh, you know the amber fridge lights. So when did you get started? You, you're a young man, um, and and here you have two bars. You're like, when what, you, you started a while ago, like, I like started, seventeen years old or I, something. Actually, I did start in beer at seventeen. Did you really? Really? Uh, Good I, guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was an exchange student. And I, I, moved, I went to Belgium for a year. Oh, and you can drink beer there probably at that age, yes, right? Yes, you're it was encouraged legal. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're encouraged you're to. You're encouraged <laughs> to. And, uh, yeah, that's what got me, got me interested in beer in the first place. It was quite a uh, culture shock coming from, uh, you know, I grew up in upstate New York, and uh -huh. we would have Genesee. Uh -huh. We'd sneak a 12-pack here and there. Yeah. Genesee. Yeah. Yeah, this you stuff know. is better than Genesee. It is, and that's what I'm saying. That's the, f the first culture shock was going to Belgium and having had Genesee and you know Miller and whatnot, and then uh, and then I first had a Rodenbach. That was my first beer in Belgium. And I've it's never a had Flemish that. sour red ale. Wow! It takes two years to brew it, and it's tart and it's wild and wow. and uh, and that's what got me into it. I said, "Wow, there's a whole world out there. It's yeah. not just you know what I knew is a a wise." 16 year old right 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 yeah. um but that that's really what got me going into um you know the artist the art of beer and and um and do, do you make beer do you do i have do you? yeah i'm not very good at it right it's not uh, easy i, let, I, I let, the, let the professionals yeah. do it right what does brian make we we are we have a um uh, Emily, emily's uh brian oh mead he makes mead. He makes oh, yeah. Yeah, we know mead, someone yes. who makes mead Kind of sweet. He, that's he served also a peanut butter and jelly you meat. You can do anything with it. He's I mean, that's you don't serve meat here. We have. Yes. Yeah. We have and occasionally do. Yeah. How, how do you choose the beers that you put on? Uh, uh, you know. Well, now I don't. I let Lindsay choose them here. And on 45th Street, it's Peter. Uh -huh. um, and Lindsay is who? Lindsay was here for a second and she left. the bar manager. Yeah. She's, uh -huh. uh, she's running around tonight um, managing the bar. Okay. Right. Um, but, uh, and she's knowledgeable about beer. Very knowledgeable. We're yeah. very lucky to have Lindsay around here. Uh -huh. um, she's been in the in the um, New York craft beer scene for a long time. Okay. And uh, and she and it shows. She knows what what to order. You know, she's got good relationships with the different brewery reps and the breweries and right. And uh, she knows what's new and what people want. Right. So she talked to Alan the first time we were here, and he said described kind of what he liked, and she said, "Oh, you should do this. You should have this," <laughs> right. and he loved it. And, and I so guess now she, I guess she picked out. Yeah, this she beer. did. So now we just say, Lindsay, this, what should he drink? This exactly. is my bre my breakfast brew here, and is that it? that's yeah. part of beer culture too. I think is is uh, understanding what people truly want, even though they don't quite know it yet. They don't quite know. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like we'll, you, we'll tell you what you want. There, there that's in a okay. Sense, in a you, sense, you, you know, want. Well, but, but I think some people want that. Well, we encourage people to try a number of things before before 
you know, just if you've had the beer before and then you're about to order it, maybe it's time to try a couple of different beers first. We were in Dublin not so long ago. This past and summer. And they seem a little stuck up about their beer and their Guinness and <laughs> all. They're very like, serious. Like we, Set in we, their ways. We yes, can't do are. it here in the States. And I found out that I can have a really good Guinness here. Um, mm-hmm. That was, do you serve Guinness? Occasionally we do. Well, we always... I say always. We almost always have it in a in a bottle or can, usually the can. Right. And occasionally on draft. Right, uh-huh. right, right. Uh, we we talked with one bartender at the Wayfarer or the, the I Journeyman. Don't know. Journeyman. And yeah. he was saying it took two years to learn to do a pour and they were very kind of you know And they're not bartenders, they're very special th- about it. What are they? Yeah, I mean that's they're barmen. Barmen. Barmen, barmen, yeah. There's a lot of tradition involved with that. Yeah. And then that's to be respected. You know, and I think it's, it should coexist with the um, fly by the seat of your pants, uh, uh, funky craft brewers who are coming up with random stuff. And oh. getting a lot of attention. Yeah, absolutely. They, they should both exist together. Yes. So who's getting attention now? Who should we kind of, if we go to a bar, we go to Gephardt's uh, Beer Culture, what should we order? Well, we've, we've always had great success with the, the, the beers from Grimm from Brooklyn. Okay. They're, they're really wonderful. They, um, um, they're in usually every other week or so. And um, I mean, there's, there are just too many local breweries for us to, to name them all, but we've worked closely with Transmitter from Long Island City. Okay. That's where I live. So uh-huh. um, we've, got a, we've got a great relationship. We actually brewed our house beer with them a couple of times. Wow. Um, oh, that's fine. And, and they're, they're tiny, but they're brewing some really incredible um, Belgo-American and French-style, American-style, um, um, uh, fun and funky yeah. beers. We were at Astoria, and we went to a place called The Local. Are you familiar with it? And they, they do a variety of beers, and they change their beers every week or so. So it sounds mm-hmm. like that's what you do, too. So Yeah, we, um, we rotate every draft beer. Yeah. Anytime it yeah, kicks... Yeah. We pop it on, pop on a new one. Kicks, you mean one. whenever it's done. When the keg yeah. is empty, we uh, we tap a different beer. A different wow. beer each time. And here we have sixteen draft lines, always moving. Uh huh. And you know about four hundred bottles. Well, That's fabulous. Well, and, and and I mean, so where do you store everything? Like downstairs and. Well, in the back, mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. a rather large kitchen and a walk-in. There's secret room. Okay. And, you, you, know, you, you do serve food. We do. What do you have? What do you serve? Well, our burger is uh, oh burger. Is what, I love a burger. Uh, <laughs> is what we're known for recently. Yes. Um, it's it's really something else. It's better pub fare, if you will. So, uh, what's your favorite? Um, I like the fried chicken sandwich. Fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. yeah. And that, but it's difficult because every day it changes. My my taste changes. So, we we also have um, a bratwurst and uh, bauernwurst, and we you know a couple of the classic sausages that. Nice. And do you match the food with the beer? Yes, of course. And all the food, most of the food has beer in it at some point. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That's important to us. Okay, we talked beer. Matt, what else are you interested in? Personally. Personally, what are you interested in besides beer? Plenty of things. I like motorcycles Uh and I like travel. Very good. Which, that's great. They go together very well. Yes, they do. Sure, sure. Um, And... um, yeah, let's just stick with those two. Motorcycle, okay. okay. Great, yeah. great. Well, we're going to Iceland. Motorcycle and traveling and tasting but beers. But they don't at all go, go, to b- go with beer at the same time. Maybe Not we should get, we should get a no, motorcycle no. and motorcycle around Iceland. No, I don't think so. We'll freeze our friggin' balls off. I don't think so. No. <laughs> Matt <laughs> Gebhardt, it was great talking with you. It was my pleasure. And thank you so much for inviting us back. You're so friendly and letting Bar Crawl Radio come back. Love to come back. 
and love to go to your your Please downtown. Do. We'd love let's, to set it up. Let's That'd let, be great. Let, let's do that. This is uh, Bar Crawl Radio, and we're at Gephard's. Uh, we're closing down now. Any last statements here? We wanted to kind of tell what we're doing yeah, um, on December 17th, right? Yeah, December 17th, our holiday show. And uh, Popo's campaign manager, I think, is going to come talk to us, right? Yes, yes, Arnie Spanksky. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, huh. he's a very interesting guy. I don't know what to make of it, and I hope that um, you stay off that Popo juice. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I'm beginning to think that Popo has got a point. Okay. Popo at Popolette. <laughs> We're going to be Popolette, 7171 West 72nd Street, and we'll definitely be back here at Gephardt's. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Matt. Thanks to Wade. Thanks to Ingrid and to Robert McKenzie. Oh, wait a minute. Robert a minute. Ian. Sorry, Robert Ian McKenzie. Yes, thanks, Who Robert. plays Popo the Clown. Right. And um, on December 17th, we're going to be at Popolette. Actually, Polpet. Polpette. Pol at 71. Rich Collier of Roller of uh, Roleplay will be there. Uh, board members of the Broadway Mall Association will be joining us. District 6 Council Member Helen Rosenthal. Six or 7, we'll have to find out. Yeah, we'll out. have to find out. Uh, we'll hear some caroling from the opera singing wait staff at Polpet 71. Polpette 71. Be revisited by early guests. Hopefully, we'll get some people who have been there before. Maybe uh, Nick Meatballs Are My Life, Marmando, will get on mic with us. As we said, Popo's presidential campaign manager, Arnie Spanksky, will be with us. Maybe uh, Jared Newman. Maybe and Jared Newman. The we'll guitarist, play the, the guitar. Right, yeah. right. And Chris Hoffman. And Chris might be there with the Oracle Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And um, you are invited to join us at the mic so we can finally get to know each other. Yeah, come on up. Yeah, this is Bar Crawl Radio, and we're podcasting now on iTunes and at Radio 568. Let's meet up at a bar near you. Bar Crawl Radio.